Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. On today's show, I sit back, I step into the therapy session on the Chaise Lounge and talk about what's been going on in our business for the last seven days. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 309 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Callow. Before we get into introducing myself and the show, I feel like one of our listeners submitted something in, a fun fact. Oh, sugar. I just thinking. Uno momento, por favor. So just to give some context to this is I had the idea of every show. <laughs> the brilliant not idea of uh <laughs> dropping a fun fact for the number of the show it's just an intro just to spice it up i really struggled but we have a savior always mr stephen may he said uh 309 fun fact 309 is the red london bus from canning town to bethnal green and he submitted a photo of it as well didn't he photographic <laughs> evidence and he's not wrong so guys thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in to episode 309 of the Started Right podcast. That'll be the artwork for this show. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new here, this is the show where myself and my co-host talk about what it's truly like to build a business. From consulting to bootstrap to raising some venture capital, the highs and lows and everything in between. This week so far, we've had a couple of interesting shows. We've had uh, we've had the interview from Lee Wilcox that dropped on Monday. Mm-hmm. We had our sales from on the tools. From on the tools? Question mark. <laughs> I I incorrectly uh, titled think, the show. I think it's because I titled it thinking that you'd check it, and it's like in my head, it's like, is, have I titled this show correctly? Because that's the one show that is last... never the best way to <laughs> go about that situation. So that was an interesting show, and we sort of got into if you are ever in the in the mindset of raising capital, go and listen to that show because uh, Lee knows how to prop my buttons and makes me sassy around the investment side of things. And then on Wednesday, it was quite a fun show, actually. We spoke about qualifying your sales leads. Mm. So we went into the four questions you should you should ask your customers before spending any more time with them to make sure that they are correctly qualified. Mm. And then today's show, we used to do we used to do a thing where we had three topics from the previous week. Uh, can I can I just say by the way what I'm seeing right now is you've got it's not you're not slouching or anything but you've got a slight angle and it's almost like you kind of lying on a, on a, like a shay long just like this, super chill. I've got my, <laughs> the listeners like, can probably used, tell. We used to just chat on a Friday. Just I, I've got myself into that mindset. It can, it's a complete shift. And the last one I was in like sales mode, like stood up, getting out of breath, but stood up and like now I'm just like actually we're just going to chat right now because. We used to drop three topics on the show from the previous week and Mm. all the topics in the last sort of two months have all had this consistent theme for me because we are, depending on whether Harry drops the music at the top of the show or not, we're going through some (laughs) some changes. But we do this every year. It's nothing new to me. And I think that's one of the things that's made me feel better about it is Mm. what, what the emotions that I'm going through right now. I feel like it's it's highs and lows, it's demotivating, then it's super motivating, and I'm like, I'm trying to like get a grasp of it, but then I realize we just do this every single year, and it's about the same time this happens, mm. because we have to create a budget now, so the end of our financial year is April, so we start our new financial year in May, so I always sort of, if the numbers are looking good, I always sort of use like March and April as the, let's be less aggressive on the sales front, and let's get the planning right. Mm. And what I've realized, it sort of makes me fairly emotional. Not as in like coming into the office and crying about things, but it makes me very sensitive to what's going on in the business. And then I tend to overthink it. 
So I just wanted to sort of get on the mics today and just have a chat. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking when you said overthink it, but I'm <laughs> when you say overthink and there's what is literally just like Oh yeah. It's like the it's like in 21 Jump Street where they take that drug and one of the side effects is like overconfidence <laughs> and Channing Tatum just draws utter nonsense on a chalkboard and it's like equals MC squared draws a line under it it's just gobbledygook on the board that is what is on the board it's not gobbledygook I can read it but it's like it's like you threw up with markers on the board so I think to give some context guys if you're if you want to see what this looks like either join our Facebook group just search for Startup Diary Club and there's a video of it in there and it's actually a time lapse of me working through the thought process and doing this and then I think I actually dropped it onto the Instagram but I can't remember the handle so what is it? startup podcast question mark <laughs> uh, so go and check you, it out there you keep talking and it will it will just give you an insight to what we're talking about we are professional um, and I guess that's a a semi-professional segue into what the conversation is going to be about today because this is sort of me reflecting on last week and probably the one of the startup podcast startup. I was right I don't know what I you know what it is I just doubt myself so much sometimes. You have some conviction. Never have doubt. I have too much conviction. <laughs> Which is why I'll sell something into a customer and I'll come in and be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> We need a team. We need exactly. a new division. <laughs> um, so what's behind me is, is the whiteboard thinking. So last week I actually had the... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want him to sound like I'm playing his ego, but he knows I appreciate it. I had the privilege of spending the evening with a chap called Richard Chapel, uh, and to be honest, that I think I actually apologised halfway through that session. I was like, I'm sorry if this feels like therapy, because uh, I'm just sort of getting everything that's in my mind off my chest. And he was like, No, no, no. It's like this mm. is like it's, it kind of gets to the meat and bones of what we're trying to get to. Uh, and there was sort of two key takeaways from that for me. It is one, uh, he identified the fact that I'm sort. It sounds like because he's a listener of the show. It sounds like I'm getting in my own way. Was the way that he put it like overthinking things mm. uh, and being the bottleneck of everything. And I'm aware of that. And I think that's one thing I'm trying to fix. But how I fix it is one of the challenges. And the second part of that conversation was something we've spoke about, me and you, in quite a lot of detail, which is as a business, when we communicate what we do, there's really two parts of our business. There's expert trades of the community, the technology, mm-hmm. the, the trade-facing element of the business, you trying to make sense of what's behind? Yeah, I was just seeing <laughs> if there's right. anything I can just... Oh, yes, yes, correct. Left-hand then... circle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Non-linear scale. Exactly that. So we'll go into that in a second. So if you hold that and put a pin in it, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to talk about. So there's that part of the business, and there's the part of the business that you interact with, which mm-hmm. is what we just class as the agency part of the business. Mm-hmm. So that is when brands come to us and we create content that we then distribute through predominantly social media, to help them raise awareness, but with real call to actions, measurable actions, generating leads, focus group, all that good stuff. That's where we act like an agency. And I say, I always say the words, we act like an agency is if we're not an agency. And I think one of the things I've just- Because we've been fighting it for so long. Because I don't, I think one of the problems that I've got with agencies in general is every brand I used to go and speak to before we really started rolling out our partnerships, just had a bad taste in their mouth when you mentioned the word Mm. agency. Like no one had a good word to say. And I think I was so like affected by that. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be in that bracket. Like I don't want to mm. be known as a company that overcharges, underdelivers, and has this badge on you, oh, they're an agency. Because every single brand that I spoke to seemed to just have bad experiences with air quotes, agencies that they dealt with. So I used to literally pitch, hey, it looks like we're an agency, but we're not, we do this. And they must mm. have been thinking, 
you're a fucking agency uh, <laughs> stop trying you're to be an a, agency in denial like a wolf in sheep's clothing <laughs> is probably the way that it looked at it I'm like well, just be honest with yourself guys um, this is not a trick deck of cards <laughs> <laughs> these are all numbered just don't look at the other side because they're not all aces <laughs> this has got more reference than most people know because yeah, I used to do the used to do the card tricks um, <laughs> the card the tricks. card tricks and the Facebook all of the card tricks <laughs> <laughs> so that that for me was actually uh do we need to go through the process of having three value propositions as a business? Mm. Because we've got verified, which is our homeowner facing product. So that's really nicely defined. I'm really happy with that. Like verified for us is what homeowners interact <coughs> with. Then we've got expert trades, which is what our community interact with. And then I thought, well, what we need to do is split out expert trades into its own, have its own agency on the side. And that was my thought process. Rightly or wrongly, uh, and I've kind of come back full circle. Uh, There's two circles Two now. circles. Uh, so uh, the thought process around it was, is if a brand understands that we're an agency for the construction industry and what we dri- where we drive value, mm-hmm. uh, then it'd be much easier to communicate what we do and how we do it compared to, hey, we've got this thing here called Expert Trades and it's a community-driven activity. We support as many tradespeople as possible, building a large community of trades in the UK, which gives us the attention and trust of our community that allows us to do much more effective marketing for you compared to another agency that has no idea about electricians and they spend the first yep. year of their life mm-hmm. learning, oh, what do electricians do? Like, we know it. We're in yep. it. We're in the thick of it every day. Like, we'll outperform any agency in the UK when they're trying to target tradespeople because we live it. So that was, I went a bit pitchy then, but that's how I feel. Mm. So then when, when I was speaking to Richard, he was like, why in God's name would you split that up? I'm like, so I find it hard to communicate exactly why this thing called Expert Trades of the community is extremely valuable. And he was like, then we literally just drew it out, not the thing behind you. It was literally like, oh, well, on a deck, you just show this and you show this. So we've got like two flywheels going on right now. And mm-hmm. that's the thing behind you yeah. is the two work. The only reason that we're in business and that we can drive value for our clients above everyone else and why we should be charging a premium for our services is because we have this community. The bigger that gets, the more value we drive for clients. And that's where the two circles come into play. That makes sense. Yeah, I kind of got into the chase. Okay, what's the, what's the question, Mark? When you look at the board behind you, from a listener's perspective, this might be tough to, to follow through, but what's the things that on there? I think, I think it's the, the, I think the flywheel analogy... Um, is it I guess every, everything's pinned off of the expert trades platform and then the agency thing is just something that fills the top of the funnel for expert trades bringing more flywheel don't really I'm not really understanding the so the way to think about the way that I think about it and Rich is probably listening to this because you didn't, still, you didn't take they, anything away because they still look separate <laughs> they are even though they are even though they're together those yep. two circles are touching and I understand that they're spinning each other or whatever's happening there. So um, exactly that. So as one speeds up, it increases the velocity of the other. So it's a two-sided flywheel. So what we've got in front of us, guys, for the listeners of the show, is we've got basically two circles that are touching each other but not overlapping, okay? And then over those two circles that covers half of one and half another is a box. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain exactly what that means after this break. So the reason there's that, that box in the center is because originally I was trying to work out we need to build an expert trades team, trade fo- f- trade focused and trade facing. Mm-hmm. And then we need to build this agency team and look more like a traditional agency, which is one of the shows you probably heard me speaking out saying, 
I need to go and learn how to build an agency mm, format. Yeah. And then I think one of the things that I've sort of come to realization is, yes, I need to understand the specific roles and the titles and stuff like that, but we've kind of got our own format and we've built it and it's what makes us special as a company. Mm. In the fact that you've got these two circles, which is one is the expert trades platform, the technology. On the right-hand side of it, you've got the agency, the, the work that we do for brands. And then over the top of those two circles, there's a box. And that box is what really makes us special as a company because we have people within our team that one day are being told we need to grow the number of electricians in our community. And they're going out, creating marketing campaigns to grow the trade community, the left-hand circle, mm-hmm. okay? The technology play, the community play. Yep. That same person that today is dealing with an electrician and is writing copy or is creating videos like you have gone out and spent time with electricians and gone and done work for brands that are trying to target electricians. Example, Schneider Electric, okay? That for us is a great example of what makes us special because we've got this agency that deals with the target customer as well as the brands so we can outperform. So our job actually is to build one team in the center not a silo team, not a website team, not a verify team, mm. not an office team, not a brand team, but build one team that understands trades professionals in the heart and core of everything we do. So whether we're trying to recruit electricians and grow that community, or whether we're trying to bring a new brand on board, we sell that as our value proposition, which means if you split it out as another brand, you can't really have that continuity of learning because it's very confusing then. It's like, oh, we've got this thing called X agency. We've got this thing called expert trades and they work together. Whereas now we go, we've got this thing called expert trades. And what this means is we build this community and we understand how to attract your target customers because we do it day-to-day for our own core services. Websites, office, verified. We know how to get in front of electricians better than any agency in the country. Which means on the right-hand side of this business, we work with brands like you to deliver results. Do you want to work with us? That sort of mentality. Mm. Any questions on that? Any questions just generally what's on the board? Because if you guys want to see this, just jump into the Facebook group. Startup Diary Club, jump into the Facebook and you'll see. I don't care about being precious over our strategy. If you can put me out of business by knowing this strategy, I'm in the wrong fucking business. <laughs> Simple as that. So, and I want to share all the learnings that I'm going through because this isn't right yet. I know that because as I work through it, I then emailed Richard Chappell and I was like, sorry to bother you. Got seven questions. Mm. Need your help. Uh, um, yeah, and I can see that the box is the USP and all that. It's very well labeled. Uh, the one thing I know just from kind of, obviously we've spoken about it on the mics as well, yep. um, is you've got red dots equals direct reports. Yep. Uh, and I guess they're positions, job roles. Yep. Um, some have titles. There's one there that's a question mark. Uh, ah, is that, ah, okay, I'm, I'm reading it now. So it's you've got question marks for the expert trades platform you've either got bdm growth manager community manager which got line through yep so are you are you are all these positions filled or are these positions you think need to be there in order to make this operate yeah awesome question i guess it sort of lets me segue into the other thing that richard made me think about the business he says in previous roles that he's had what they used to do is like just remove everyone's name from the company and just map out Actually, when the company gets to, so our company, for example, when we get to five million pounds worth of turnover, what does the organizational structure mm. need to look like to deliver that for the clients and for the community? So you basically just put post-it notes on a board and go, okay, this is what the org needs mm-hmm. to look like. And then you work, rather than saying, oh, what do we need now? Which is what I go through. What do I need now? And I'm like reactive to it. I go, okay, when we get to five million quid, here's what I'm gonna need. Reverse that back to three million quid, then reverse it back to one and a half. And then go, actually, here's what the org structure needs to look like in the next three to five years as we grow the revenues. So then all of a sudden I've got a really defined path of who I need to hire ahead of time. So what mm. this is, this is actually 
and the center block needs filling out because that's the agency culture that's the people within the agency mm. so the people on the the outer circles are the business development managers for each of the those products so technology community we need a bdm to drive value commercialize that on the right hand side for the agency we need a bdm and that's what alan graves is interviewing with that right now It'd be really sad if he doesn't get the job because very public about the fact that he's interviewing for it right now um so he's he's interviewing for that role but what that basically means is for the agency and the technology, we end up having like a three-person team. We have like a BDM to, to commercialize and bring in revenues and deals. We have a marketing exec, which will deploy strategies for growing that part of the business. Uh, so on the agency side, they'll be required to create content that gets us in front of new brands. On the community side, they'll be required to create content that gets new members into the community. Um, and then top and bottom of that right now, and I'm going off memory, um, and the top one is sort of confusing to me because it feels like we're going to need an operations manager when we mm-hmm. get to five million quid and at the bottom where there should be a marketing manager yep. so a marketing manager knows the overall marketing strategies for the overall business and they deploy to the left marketing exec which is for the trades platform and to the right for the brands they create demand pass it into the BDM okay BDM closes mm-hmm. the business they then pass it into a national account manager so on the outside what we have is a three person team that is very effective marketing person BDM national account manager Okay, for those for each part of the business, that then fills the funnel internally for the agency to do the work. Internally, the agency is working on expert trades, community stuff, mm-hmm. and client facing stuff, sharing best practice. So we become the best agency in the UK for every brand that wants to communicate and sell more products to trades professionals. Mm. Work in progress. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I've really so what I did I spent a good few hours with Richard went away then spent days and days and days thinking about this sketchbook out and I've actually put this onto a Google slide now to to make it more formal and, mm-hmm. and easy to understand had a bunch of questions which what I'll do is once I get some feedback my thinking around this and the, the journey that I'm going on I'll, I'll happily share um, and then off the back of this uh, Jeremy the I think I mentioned on the previous show uh, we're just launching our, our network of shows yep. uh, and he's sort of heading up one of our shows called Startup Stories. Amazing guy. And he sent me an email, which was sort of like, it, you could tell it came from a very good place, mm. but he was like, I kind of sense that you're stressed, confused, and you're, you're asking everyone else right now, whereas you need to get all these thoughts, but really fucking make the decision yourself. Like, what do you mm. want? And then he, he outlined the email. I'll probably, what I'd love to do is bring Jeremy onto these mics. Uh, I'm not, Jeremy, I'm not sure where you're based, but I know you listen to the show. Like you've got such good insight to what we do and you speak to me and Harry off the mics. Yeah. It'll be really interesting on this front to get your, your thought process because I think the email that you, you outlined was super interesting. So that's for a future show. But on top of that age, is there anything else that you think is important to cover off right now in terms of where we are? How do you, how do you feel about this? As in the... The flywheel thing. Just the, the thinking about how we are as a business and how we're growing. Well, we, we, had, we had the we were talking about separating out the agency, like you say, as a separate thing. Um, I mean, Rich is a very smart man, so I'm sure what he said makes more sense than separating it out. Uh, but it, I guess it, when, you, when you kind of explain it, it seems a bit more obvious anyway as well. But again, it's only when someone says something yep. to you, you're like, oh yeah, that's a very good point. But I think, I think on that note, I think it's both will work. Mm. Both will, it depends on what I want to build. And I think that's what, what sort of Jeremy was getting at, which is like, there's no wrong answer here. Like both, any idea that we come up with will work. It depends on the business that we want to be in and really mm. just going, well, that is the fucking thing that we do. 
and it will allow us to have utter conviction about how we drive the business forward compared to second guessing ourselves because it feels like that's what I've been doing the last few months. What's the what's the linear and non-linear scale aspects to each one? Is that just re- just referring to the uh, platform and the agency? It's the way to think about sort of the profitability that each one of them will drive. So an agency has linear scale. So as we do more revenue, I have to naturally add more costs into the business to support that. Mm. Agencies trading time for money. We have a natural um, extra value that we drive. So we're probably more profitable than most agencies because we have the community. Mm. And if we didn't have that, we shouldn't be in business because we then would just air quotes another agency. But as our revenues increase, our costs increase fairly in line to just maintain a 20, 25%, whatever the, the profit margins of that business. So it's revenue increases, cost increase. Whereas the non-linear scale business is stuff like our app. So if you think about the marginal cost of adding a new user to it, how much does mm-hmm. it cost to add a new user to app? Pennies, okay? So we could add 10,000, oh, it gets a point where they need more support, but let's just say every user of our app costs us 10 pounds a year, 15 pounds a year, and we charge 80. We can add a lot of users in without our costs going up mm. in relation. So okay, yeah. m- more profitable, more scalable, but obviously harder to grow is what we're experiencing. So what we have to do is just be aware that we're taking the the linear scale profitable part of the business and deploying it into something that results in more profitable services that we drive with a non-linear scale product. That makes sense? Definitely. Cool. Do you want to drop on our new new email address throughout the show? Sure. Guys, if you have a question, you can email us at the new email address, startupdiary at nbs.com. FM. So that's startup diary at NBS for no bullshit dot FM. If you've been a long time listener of the show, you'll know that we've got some new shows in the pipeline. Jeremy's running startup stories where we bring on interesting entrepreneurs to the show to talk about their story. Because we thought this probably shouldn't sit on this. The diary is for us to communicate mm-hmm. what we're going through. This is our personal diary that you listen to right now. Startup stories is a new show where we bring on people that have been there, done it, and we should share their experiences. We've got a show called Five by Five, which is Five minutes, five days a week. You don't know what you're going to learn, but we promise you it's going to be interesting. And that's contributions from the community to get you guys into podcasting. So what we resulted in is more shows. So we needed a network. And the key thing is for us is making sure that every show that we produce is black and white, no bullshit. This is Mm -hmm. real talk. So all the shows are going to be moving across the nbs.fm network. And we can't wait to share the new shows with you. Speak to you soon. (laughs) 